we have a lot of bad things happening in American politics right now that are caused by partisan polarization and different ways in which our system isn't really built to handle it. And I think media trust is one of these symptoms. Hello, welcome to Carlos Explains America. This is a show where I'll be taking you to the core of current issues, what we can do to fix them, and why it's important that these issues are fixed. As you may have guessed, my name is Carlos. I'm a Venezuelan journalist who's now chasing the American dream in beautiful Washington, D.C. Today, I want to talk to you about media and trust. Over the last decades, trust in the media in this country has dropped by more than 20%. From my experience as a journalist, I have noticed newsrooms and colleagues struggle to remain impartial while they're still advertising their product. They try to sell you trust, but a trust that's really for you to give to us. For a democratic society where decisions are made collectively, we need to have agreement on what the world is like. But for that, we need agreement in which places to go get certain facts. That's why news organizations came into being altogether and that's why giving news is not like giving opinions or analyzing an issue. That's why journalists are reminded to let the facts speak for themselves. And not to agree on whether news organizations deserve trust is a huge flag that something in our society is just not working like it should. But where does this loss of trust come from, and what can we do about it? Well, for some background, I turn to Jonathan Ladd. He's an associate professor of public policy and government at Georgetown University, and he wrote a book called Why Americans Hate the Media and How It Matters. We talked about a lot of things, including what started this fall of trust in news organizations and whether there's anything that can be done to fix it. Now, I got to let you know, John is not very optimistic that we can go back to having this go-tos for information that we'll all agree on. For him, before we even try to fix media trust, we need to try and address a way bigger issue. But don't let me spoil anything for you. Here's my chat with John. So, John, let's start with answering the question, why do Americans hate the media? First is that in a polarized party system where pretty much all national Republicans are fairly conservative and most national Democrats are fairly liberal and there's very high stakes in national elections, the result is that both parties criticize the press more and argue about what is accurate news coverage and what's not. And it's almost impossible for some sort of separate institution, like a series of major national news outlets, to cover news in ways that neither party will complain about. So there's a lot, there's just a lot of criticism of the press and argument about how to cover things accurately when the parties have such different worldviews. And they're never going to agree on how to cover things. So that's number one. The other is just that the media is so fragmented, mainly because of technology now. And as a result, what you think of as the mainstream media faces a lot of competition. With mainstream media, we could count as you know national newspapers that now have more of a national audience, on the, potentially on the web, like the New York Times, the Washington Post, as well as the major networks which I would include ABC, NBC, CBS, and people kind of think of CNN as an institutional 
establishment news outlet. They all face all this competition that is covering things in, in very different styles, you know, some more partisan, some not, some more sensationalist and some not. And that fragmentation makes it harder to have national political journalism be one defined thing that has this social respect that it used to have. So I mean, that's two things, the polarization and the resulting political criticism the press gets and technological changes that led to fragmentation. And, and so a lot of people covering things in different ways, some of which draws an audience, but doesn't help with the respect the press might get. So, John, I recently saw a poll from Gallup from back in the 70s where trust in the media was somewhere around uh, 75% or 73%. How has that number changed over the years? First of all, what, what you found from Gallup, that strikes me as right. I mean, that's one of two survey organizations that have been asking about trust in the media since the early 70s. Uh, Gallup has and the General Social Survey has. And they both find the same thing, that um, there's a pretty dramatic decline in trust in the media since the early 70s. The biggest one being in the late 70s, early 80s, there's a drop, and then in the early 90s is a drop in trust in the media that both Gallup and the General Social Survey find. And then after about 2001, there's not a dramatic decline in trust in the media, but trust the media, which has dropped among both Democrats and Republicans, starts to polarize, where it starts to drop more among Republicans only. And Democrats' modest level of trust in the media stays about where it has been. But there's a partisan polarization where Republican trust the media gets even lower in the last 10 years or 15 years or so. I think part of that is because the media environment fragmented, but I think the reason it happened because the media environment fragmented was because these new outlets, one of the things they do is criticize the mainstream press. I think that when you ask people about, do they trust the media? I've tried this with open-ended questions. And you find that when you ask about the media in general, what people answer and are thinking about are the major television networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, major newspapers like the New York Times and CNN. That's what they're thinking about. So for better or worse, even though that term is vague, people think they know what it means, right? So you ask people about the media in general, they answer about the way think of as the mainstream media or the kind of national media that thinks they're reporting on things in a nonpartisan way. So that's what that's what people tend to mean. And that, you know, the esteem we've held, we held that those sort of institutions in had dropped a lot in the 80s and 90s among both parties and then polarized in the last 15 years or so. It's interesting that you mentioned the last 15 years or so, because beyond political polarization and media polarization in the last 15 years, we've also seen you know, the explosion of the internet and social media and really uh, way more diversity in news outlets and the reach of, of these news outlets. We all had the hope that this would mean more people would have access to traditional and reliable news organizations, and it has, but it's also allowed for sensational news organizations that have really no regards for the truth or for journalistic standards uh, to flourish. So that, I'm sure, has had an effect. Now, I want to touch a little bit on what you're saying about the distrust in the media becoming more intense in conservatives. Why Why has that been the case? There is ideological diversity, so that a lot of people are attracted to 
using news outlets that ideologically agree with them. So a lot of conservatives prefer to consume Fox News, especially, and, and, and conservative talk radio also. And then those outlets criticize the mainstream news frequently and uh, intensely. So if you're a conservative who's really interested in politics, it's very attractive and a lot of, and a lot of people do, especially older conservatives, watch a lot of Fox News or listen to conservative talk radio. And those outlets tell you how bad mainstream press is frequently. You're pointing at the attacks that the media suffers from both politicians and other news organizations. And we'll get to the politicians part, but I wanted to talk to you first about that, the attacks that it suffers from other other news outlets. Do traditional news outlets spend any time responding to, to these attacks from other organizations? Not very often. The as an example, the Rush Limbaugh program, depending on when you do the content analysis, it's either the number one or the number two most frequent topic on his show, criticizing the mainstream news, right? Largely, though, if you watch CNN or if you read major newspapers or you're even the small number of people who watches, you know, PBS NewsHour or something else like this, you might probably won't hear anything about ideological news outlets. They don't fight back in this way. <laughs> do you think that they should maybe? Maybe. I'm not sure it would have a big effect. Huh. That's a good question. I've never been asked that question before. I. It could be that. I mean, the people who choose to consume like mainstream news outlets, newspapers, networks, etc., they probably have already chosen that. They, they've already chosen to consume this news instead of more partisan outlets. So I'm not sure if... It would have much of an effect or it runs the danger of alienating that audience, I guess, mm -hmm. because they probably have chosen mainstream news outlets because they want news reported in this more conventional way where you're not arguing with your competitors in an aggressive way. I think, I don't know what the answer would be, but I think that the mainstream news outlets think people tune into them so they don't have to get arguments about <laughs> gotcha. that who's who's more accurate and that like like the the idea of being a convention like an institutional news source is you don't part of that style is not arguing with the <laughs> not arguing about who's biased and who's not and not engaging in that so that's from the media side but you also mentioned politicians. Uh, have the attacks from politicians gone any better over the years? I've seen an intensification. I think that things would have stayed about the same. But attacks on the press by Donald Trump himself are more extreme than we've seen in at least 60 or 70 years. The way he tweets that you know, the media is the enemy of the people— He's specifically pointed out that people no longer trust the media and calls them the fake news media in capital letters in his tweets all the time. I mean, this is coming from the president of the United States. I'm sure presidents in the past have attacked uh, news organizations. Can you talk about the way in which they, they've done so? So Obama had often contentious relationship with Fox News, but nothing's on the level of uh, intensity of the criticism Donald Trump makes of the media, you know, publicly criticizing them and calling them enemies of the American people. I mean, nothing is at that level. But because Obama didn't himself 
uh, hardly ever mention news reports he didn't like, but his spokespeople and his staff would often criticize Fox News and at some point said, you know, we don't see Fox News as a regular news outlet. We see them as a partisan source. That's, that, that's a criticism. You can see it's like a comparatively diplomatic criticism, but it yeah. still is a criticism. George W. Bush endorsed a book saying the media was biased. Um, CBS reporter for a number of years and now works for HBO, I believe, and wrote a book called Bias. It's a big description of how he thinks the mainstream news media is biased. And George W. Bush did a photo op of him holding the book and endorsing it. So there's been criticism of the press by presidents in the past. Presidents often have a contentious relationship with the press, often are unhappy with press coverage, especially with outlets they see as especially critical of them. It's just Trump's taken it to, you know, five levels higher <laughs> than it was before. So up to this point, we've talked about what has affected people's opinion of the media. First, the polarization of a political world has made it almost impossible for news organizations to stretch enough to save themselves from criticism. But also keep in mind that sometimes politicians have something to gain by criticizing the media because they don't feel their coverage is fair. Sometimes they say it's not truthful at all. We've also talked about the boom in news outlets, which has allowed many organizations to rise by catering to specific audiences and whose style many times is just to attack traditional news organizations because that's what their audience wants to hear. When we're back, we'll talk about what news outlets are doing to fight back this loss of trust and if there's any hope for this trust crisis to be fixed. We'll be right back. So, John, what are news organizations doing to try to fix this trust crisis? My sense is that news organizations are trying to do a lot of things to regain trust. I'm not sure if any of them will work. Can you give me some examples? So most news outlets think that being more careful with the facts and um, correcting facts and um, being more even-handed with both parties will increase trust. I think those things are good things to do for themselves. <laughs> they are great things to do because they just make the public more informed and they produce more accurate news. But you should do them for themselves, for their own good. I don't think that they necessarily will increase trust. Even if you report the news in the perfect way, the most accurate way possible, the fairest way possible, you correct any error immediately. That's great, and they should do that. It might not make them as trusted as they were in the 1970s because they're often distrusted for reasons that are not their fault. They're distrusted because the political parties are so polarized, and, and so the political parties criticize independent sources of information. And they're distrusted because the media environment is so fragmented with partisan sources and more sensational sources and sensational styles of covering news, which, like I said, is, is, is a little bit out of their control. Now, I should, I should admit here that I'm a bit on the minority here. There are a lot of other media scholars who agree more with the you know, editors of the major news organizations who think that just, you know, just acknowledging facts and just reporting better will solve the trust problem. But that's that's not my view. My view is you should do it because it's the right thing to do. 
But the the overall political environment is driving down trust, not just what journalists are doing themselves. So if this is not about what traditional, reliable news organizations can do better, what can we do? Can can this be fixed altogether? I'm not very hopeful. I, I think we have a lot of bad things happening in American politics right now that are that are caused by partisan polarization and different ways in which our system isn't really built to handle it. And I think media trust is one of these symptoms. You could also include just gridlock because we have a Senate that isn't built really to handle really polarized political parties. But distrust in the media is another one of those symptoms. We should think about ways to make the parties less extreme. I think simply the extreme polarization of the political parties in the United States right now is having lots of bad negative consequences across the whole political system. And it's causing each side to court more extreme elements. It's causing both sides to attack news outlets they don't agree with. It's causing an inability to pass basic budget bills and to um, authorize the increases in the debt ceiling, all sorts of things. So I think the best way to handle this at the root of the cause is to work to depolarize the American political system. I mean, that's a really big question. You know, I think people want the answer to be, well, there's some medicine that can just treat this symptom, that we could just treat media trust. But really, media trust is a symptom of this major disease that the whole political system is afflicted with, this extreme party polarization. I want to thank Jonathan Ladd for his time. His book, Why Americans Hate the Media and How It Matters, looks much closer at the decline in trust and all the factors that have led to it. It's a really good read and I recommend you read it. And for this chat, you could think that as a journalist, I'd feel just powerless and like I can't change the situation we're in. But actually, talking with John helped me realize where my power truly is to help news organizations become better and more trusted. It's not about doing my job better, though of course I want to do it as best as I can. But it's also about being a more open person, hearing other ideas and not just sticking to the outlets or the politicians that will say what I want to hear. Next time, we'll be talking to Gene Polisinski, director of the Museum Institute, and we'll be taking a closer look at what power news organizations do have and why media trust is important altogether. This was Carlos Explains America. I'm Carlos Prieto, and thank you for listening. <laughs>